Get fast internet now with the Xfinity Supersonic Bundle. It's unlimited gig internet, a free streaming box, and one line of unlimited mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash gig, visit a store, or call 1-800-XFINITY to learn more. Limited time offer, new gigabit internet customers only. Other restrictions apply. I'm Su Lin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. But here we are, live at 6. Welcome in, everybody. It is Wednesday night. Happy hump day. You got through it. Now it's time. The easy part is here. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome into Mile High Insiders. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, my co-host, good friend, Luke Patterson. Luke, happy Wednesday to you. How are you doing? What's up, big dog? I'm doing good, man. What's, uh, we were just talking July. We're already midway through July, which means training camp is right around the corner. People are already yes, making their plans, trying to get the last minute summer vacations in, hikes in, whatever, sports, water sports. Get those things done now because once Broncos training camp hits, it is on all football all the time. I'm pumped, man. Can't wait. Yeah. Hard not to be pumped. I mean, everything's kind of getting started here, and we can really start to crank up our real live, you know, live reaction content uh, covering this Broncos team. And everything is so fresh and new. I mean, we'll get into it today. It's very much the uh, honeymoon phase. You know, everything is awesome all the time. We'll we'll see how reality plays out, but uh, I'm gonna lean into the excitement. You know, the unmitigated, unchecked excitement uh, for this season because we actually have, I think, realistic expectations of some good football this year in the Mile High City, which you know, for the last few seasons really hasn't been the case, you know, more so driven by fandom uh, than reality. I think we got a basis in reality now where Broncos are going to have some damn good football this season. Yeah. And, you know, you're exactly right. And with that comes this whole new excitement from the fan base and even curious, casual football fans are starting to engage. I just got back from out of town where several distant family members are asking, is it a championship, Super Bowl? Is it the parade plans? And it's fun to have those conversations now. Obviously, there's no such thing as a guarantee. But for crying out loud, Nick, we're not going to be talking about who's the starting quarterback and who won the day every single day at training camp. That stuff is done. And I think we're just all trying to anticipate what training camp's going to look like, what the energy is going to look like, what the culture is going to look like. Nathaniel Hackett, we're going to get into some of his philosophy tonight on how he's 
projected to coach and having some family members out there at training camp and a really good article done by Mike Kliss. So we'll get into that a little bit, man, but I just feel super fortunate to be at this point where the Broncos are not only relevant again, but it's fun to talk about. It's exciting. It's real. It's tangible. And it's something that you can almost touch and people are touching it, right? Russell Wilson, highest Jersey in the league selling Jersey. Um, that speaks volumes, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. You know, talk, speaking about touch. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got stuff downstairs. You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Take care of your undercarriage. Taking care of your undercarriage is important. These products are so good. You're going to be showing pride in your new uh, fresh downstairs. It's a fact that you will have the best kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac. Man, I love these reads. Uh, save, the, save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself this summer by using our code MHH for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just in need of a safe trim, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you lift up your full body grooming game, grooming package. I highly recommend it's a performance package 4.0. Inside the package is the lawnmower 4.0 with the electric trimmer. It's uh, you know, the downstairs worst nightmare or best nightmare. I, I don't like that they say the worst nightmare. It's good. It's good. It takes it clean. You're way less likely to get uh, nicks and bumps and all that. So that's great. And uh, guys, I always like my personal test uh, testimony here. Went uh, backpacking here recently, and I do have some of the crop mops down there. And I had my own tent and everything, you know. Uh, the wife was still, you know, kind of getting over COVID and everything, not feeling the best. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go do the 40 miles. I, I just need to get out there. Um, and I that was rough, but uh, I brought my crop mop with me, clean myself, get, at, get back after hiking, climbing that whole day, clean yourself up feeling a hundred times better. So I really love that crop mop with a pH control in it as well. So guys, again, make sure that uh, you use our code MHH uh, by using um, to get 20% off again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. If you use our code MHH, it's time to level up from the Amazon to the Am Amadong. I don't even know what that is <laughs> with the ultimate bushwhacking tools from manscaped, clean up your undercarriage manscaped.com. Again, guys, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code MHH at manscaped.com. Nick, one of the favorite things that I got from Manscaped, those tweezers way back mm -hmm. when, like a year yeah. ago, two years ago, they've been our friends for a long time. Uh, make sure you're taking, taking care of yourself, guys. Again, that's manscaped.com. Nick, here we go, man. Let's we've got some eyes on us. The show has started. Thank you for joining MHI. He is Nick Kendall at Nick Kendall MHH, Scott Kennedy at Scout Kennedy on the ones and twos, and then yours truly at Luke Patterson LP on Twitter. Diamond Rattler was in here. Uh, no surprise. First one in. Boom. Let's ride. Absolutely love the enthusiasm. One of our own. Dylan Von Arks is also weighing in as well. Go, what's up, Broncos country? Please make sure that you hit that like button on the way in and subscribe if you haven't already. And then our good friend Dale Fleming is going to kick us off with the topic of tonight, which is Nathaniel Hackett. What kind of philosophy is he going to bring? Well, Dale says Nathaniel Hackett's interpersonal approach can create a winning culture. Remember, teamwork makes the dream work. And I think that's a really interesting way to start the, the topic of the show. Mike Liss dropped an article recently with in the last few hours, if you will, uh, talking about some minor changes that Nathaniel Hackett's going to bring to this training camp. One of those being an old school bonding technique, if you will, where the veteran players are going to be joining the rookies in the same hotel for the first couple of weeks of training camp. This hasn't happened in at least a couple of years due to that funny little bug and all different sorts of things. Uh, what do you make of that first move? Nathaniel Hackett wants to get all the guys together, not separate, no veteran guys being able to go home. We're going to get all the guys in one hotel and we're going to truly start this thing together. 
I think it's amazing. But you know what's keeping us together? Before we even get into that, Gregory wow. Vanderland coming in here, forty nine ninety nine, flash and purple on our screen. Thank you so much, Gregory. Gregory came in big uh, Tuesday night as well, so uh, we appreciate you, Gregory. Good to have you in here. If you got any questions for us, because he's giving us the uh, the super chat with no comment. Um, so wow. if you have anything for us, make sure you get in into it. Uh, get at us, man. We're here. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have thanks, our Twitter Greg. handles here. Yeah, thanks so much, Greg. Um, wow. I really like it. I mean, again, how much is it going to matter? I don't know, but I think that. Nathaniel Hackett is really leaning into camaraderie, togetherness, you know, every everybody together working, pulling the same direction and nobody bigger than anybody else. Uh, I think for he almost has like a college football energy to him a little bit, you know, a little bit mm -hmm. of that, you know, boom, boom, rah, rah, which sometimes yeah. doesn't work itself out as much in the NFL as in the college because you don't really need that ideological uh, character uh, pulling the program as much. But that said, at the same time, as long as the players respect him as professionals and they are doing their job, it's all good. It's all great. You can have that kind of guy. Uh, and it might also be different now that the, you have generations changing, you know, you have Gen Z coming in here now into the NFL. Maybe they're looking yeah. for a little bit more of a coach like this as uh, the generations change, as the expectations change, you know, this TikTok age, if you will, of some of these players. So, uh, man, I sound like a really old man doing this now. But um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. Um, again, not the you don't typically see somebody as you know, bubbly and boisterous as Nathaniel Hackett in the NFL, but that's why they call some of those other guys being phased out the old ball coach. So uh, curious to see it. I'm really excited for it as well. I mean, as also covering the team, so much fun. I mean, we're going to get sound clips and energy blips from him all the time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, and speaking of energy and uh, getting things, keeping things going, I'm trying to click here. I'm sure Scott's clicking too. Gregory, again, um, a huge, generous 99.99 super chat. I can't tell you how much we appreciate that, how much that supports what we have going on here. And uh, again, Greg, if you want to fire away any comments, questions, anything like that, we appreciate your support so much. And we like to let Broncos country really have a platform here at Mile High Huddle. And that's why we support our mission statement. We continue to bring you that mission statement that Broncos country is not a geographical location. It is truly a state of being here at Mile High Huddle. And Greg, thanks so much again. Um, let's say hello to some of the fellas and some of the gals real quick. Ernie Mays in the house saying hello, Nick, Luke, and Scott. Go Broncos. Ernie's one of those diehard fans just like Gregory. Uh, my guy Juan Ramirez is in the house. What's going on, Juan? Hope you are doing well. And let's see here. Jay Kozad, another friend of the show. Jeff Noyes, I see you. And uh, Lawrence Rivera, it's been a minute, buddy. Good to see you. Saying, I've uh, been doing a lot of stuff in the community where he hasn't been in practice much. When he hits it again, though, I'm pretty sure he'll... I'm missing that one a little bit. I'll get back to you. Um, with regards to Nathaniel Hackett, I think you're right in saying that the college energy is there. Uh, I, I would give a little pushback saying that maybe those those coaches aren't there. We see a Super Bowl head head coach in Sean McVay and Dwayne Stukes talks about how much influence Sean McVay had on him. Um, mm -hmm. Defensive coordinator Evero, same thing. So maybe it's a little bit of not so much old school versus new school. 
you need to marry and see some hybrids. I think at times we're forgetting that uh, there are a lot of veteran voices in the room just because they're not at the forefront doesn't mean that they're not being heard. I mean, isn't Dom Capers associated with the Denver Broncos? It's just that sometimes gets lost on me, Nick, and it shouldn't. I feel ashamed for saying that because he's a god, a, a coaching yeah. god, and we act like he's not here. So while there is youthful energy, I think there's also tons of experience behind the scenes that can hopefully be melded together. Yeah, you hope so, and, uh, you know, Again, it's a player's league. You can have the best coaches in the world, but that probably makes a difference of your team probably about 10%. It's the players on the field that are making the biggest difference here, and uh, Broncos haven't had enough talent um, over recent years, and that's a big reason that we've gone yeah. through so many coaches. Specifically, the quarterback position has not been up to snuff. Have the coaches done enough to help those guys? We can debate either way. Um, <laughs> probably not, but I think there's no debate now that the Broncos do have a good enough quarterback where if they can get the other things right around them, you can do some stuff. No doubt yeah. about that. Jeff noise coming in saying it's not a novel concept, a novel, not a novel approach. Uh, Shanahan kept the team together as well. And I know that some people, I think it was somebody commented on here that Vic, uh, Vance Joseph also tried to do that, but the veterans push back against him. Maybe sometimes it's not as good to be a totally um, players coach because uh, you need to have a little bit of a, uh, a backbone to do what you want to do rather than uh, having the players dictate uh, things in the locker room all the time. Yeah, and Vance Joseph, you're exactly right. In, in Mike Liss's piece on 9news.com, it does go into that. He was planning to have the vets spend the, the camp at the team hotel in 2017, but there were issues. This led to some vets sleeping at their homes, so they were there about 10 days or so. They, they tried, but ultimately I, you saw two phases of Vance Joseph and neither one of them worked. You saw the player friendly guy that wasn't really taken seriously. And then you saw a guy that tried to be disciplined when he could and kind of got laughed at. So hmm. it, it's a delicate balance. These guys are grown men, make no mistake about it. And if you have to try to fire someone up to uh, play a football game, a professional football game, then you're in the wrong business entirely. I think yeah. it's about exposing their strengths and camouflaging those weaknesses. And it's just really, really important that we give things a chance. I think too often in times, Nick, I'm guilty of it as much as anybody. I get set and comfortable in my ways because I'm familiar with it. If you ask me to do something new, I'm probably going to have a little bit of resistance just because it's new. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. I think we need to all embrace a little bit more change, a little bit more difference. And I can't wait to see what the energy is going to be like. I mean, that word is just flown around at nauseum down there. But I think there's all kinds of different energy. It's not identical. And I think mm -hmm. that's what's really, really important. Yeah, I agree. And uh, also important coming in here, ZW Designs coming in saying, just wanted to show support. Zach. Thank you so much, ZW. We appreciate you so much. Uh, and also we got Lawrence Rivera coming in saying, hello, guys. Another comment was me and Travis talking about how Reisner might lose a spot to Moody. Uh, I mm. think that's good just because Reisner hasn't been practicing in a bit. Uh, but he does have a good point that Moody is kicking butt right now. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, you have a lot of different interior offensive linemen, and uh, I cannot wait for the training camp ramp reps and preseason reps. But uh, the Broncos have a glut of options at interior offensive line. I wouldn't say any of them are a level players, but you have a lot of uh, D's through B's uh, right now that hopefully, yeah. you know, some a lot of B's <laughs> will rise to the top there. But it uh, could be interesting. I mean, I'm, I like that. Uh, Reisner's job is not a guaranteed. I mean, he's the incumbent three years starting that left guard spot for the Broncos. Hasn't been good enough. Uh, the last couple seasons, their new scheme. Um, I think there was, maybe it was football outsiders had him as one of the 
worst uh, run blocking guards in football last season. Um, so it's going to have to improve there, uh, no doubt. So I like it that he's going to have to compete for it. Look at our guy Colin coming in with some of that good humor. Nothing like a rousing halftime pep from Condoleezza Rice. What a huge breaking. I didn't see any of this coming. It's cool to see this ownership group come together, Nick. Um, obviously, go to milehighhuddle.com, read all about it. Got some pieces up right now, um, including the breaking news uh, from yesterday, right? Condoleezza Rice in with the Denver Broncos. Uh, it's cool, man. It's cool to see so much change. It's cool to see so much pioneering, if you will, at so many different levels over there at UC Health Training Center. And uh, just on my own little pedestal, man, it's cool to see women in these roles, especially being a girl dad and being able to, you know, my daughter who loves football, it's cool to see that there's a path or at least there's a trailblazing path for these women who are knocking down huge accomplishments in the NFL. I absolutely love it. Again, Zach, thank you so much for your support. Larry, I appreciate that super chat as well. Andrew Baker, another friend of the show, weighing in, saying, what's up, fam? Nick, Luke, and Scott. Is Luke going to be at minicamp? Minicamp happened. I will be at training camp. If so, what battle are you looking at? So glad it's not a quarterback battle. You and me both. Um, so a few different tons of positions we got to look at, right, in training yeah. camp. And you're so right, Andrew, that quarterback is not one of them. Thank goodness. Tight end. I've got my eye on tight end right now, Nick. I'm really curious to see how the Albert O mix with Greg Dulcich is. Uh, how do they plan to utilize this rookie? Is he going to be thrust into a, a role due to injury, due to illness, things like that? Or the competition there is just going to be really thick. I'm also curious about RB2. You're looking at Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone. And I think Mike Boone is not going to lay down. And Melvin Gordon says he's not going to lay down either. So uh, I don't think it's so much a competition for the starting running back, but really who is that stable of running backs going to be? So running back and tight end right off the bat for me on offense. Nick, I know you love defense as well. Who would you be looking for uh, in a defensive battle if you could pick one or two? Well, first off, I want to thank Andrew Baker for the big stars there on that one, man. We really appreciate you coming in and supporting Mile High Insiders and Mile High Huddle. Uh, you're a great one. Thanks, you're always Andrew. coming in and supporting us, and uh, we appreciate the heck out of you. Also, I think that's a new profile picture there over on Facebook. Um, so uh, shout out to you, Andrew. I pay attention sometimes. Uh, for me, on the defensive side of the ball, what's going to be interesting is probably that third interior defensive lineman uh, who's going to be playing and also just the usage of the defensive lineman is DJ Jones going to be playing a zero technique, a shaded one. Is he going to be playing that four eye where they put Mike Purcell at nose? I mean, what does that rotation look like is a, uh, is the gosh, his name's escaping me right now. Uh, the interior defensive lineman from Iowa state. Is he going to be starting uh, Deshaun Williams? Is he going to be getting reps? That one really makes me curious as well. It you starts with a weekend. Yeah, I was yes. just going to try to butcher it, and I, I could see it. I was like, Ewoo, and then I was hoping you'd get the rest. Uzurike, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So that'll be curious. And uh, Mike S. coming in saying, what's up, Broncos country? Good to see you, Mike S. Uh, always good to see you in here. I also saw that we had Paul in the house. Good to see you, Paul. Hi, Nick and Mike. Luke. Hi, Paul. Mike, Mike S., I need those Bama dogs to show up for me this year in the Broncos. I mean, we got yeah. a ton, a ton of – Awesome action, specifically thinking about Jerry Judy and Kareem Jackson. Uh, Juan, again, appreciate you for weighing in. Dale Fleming, our guy, I see you in the chat active as well. Again, guys, welcome to MHI. He is Nick Kendall, Scott Kennedy on the ones and twos, and yours truly. And our guy, Michael Brinkio. What's up, Mike, in Arizona? Good evening, Nick and Luke on the Mile High Insiders. Let's ride and go Broncos. 
followed up by Mike Givens saying, good evening, fellas. I can't wait to see our team this season. Go Broncos. Uh, yeah, guys, I'll be out there at training camp every day. Come say hello. I think Thomas is going to sneak his way over for a little bit. Carl as well. And uh, don't be strangers. That's that's yeah. the cool thing about this sport, about this passion, about this entertainment. This is a team effort. And uh, if we could spend some time together, I would absolutely love it. So please come on up and say hello. You'll also be sure to run into a, a few folks in the crowd. There's always some folks out there at UC Health Training Center, former Broncos that try to just blend in without people seeing them. You never know who you're going to bump into uh, down there in Dove Valley. Rob, our friend, is coming in as well with a good evening and let's ride. And real quick, Nick, I'm just going to ask you, do you like that slogan, let's ride? Because I was having a conversation with my dad about it, and he said it's got to be because of the Bronco element, right? Like kind of a cowboy, mm -hmm. let's ride. Is that how you feel too? Yeah, like a horse. You know, let's let's yeah, ride. Like, okay. I mean, they had the old crazy horse Bronco yeah. logo. So I definitely think it's that. And uh, I like it just because it's associated with this new era of Broncos football, actually having a quarterback who is worth belief in with you know, tangible career evidence that they've been good. Uh, so I'm all about it. You know, if anything that I can close my eyes at the last what six years of Broncos football and just <laughs> lean into where we are now. Absolutely. Yeah. And Dave Glassman as well. well Happy Wednesday to you, buddy. It's funny you say that because Brandon McManus talked about it a little bit too with with my in my Clis's piece talking about he's always enjoyed team com camaraderie. Um, he's obviously the team's union rep and player with the most Bronco seniority, a 2015 Super Bowl champ. And he said, quote, I've enjoyed just being steps away from the guys' rooms, hanging out, watching a movie or playing cards. There's a big bond there. I would think a big factor with our 2015 Super Bowl team was we were such a tight-knit group. We would always linger after practice and hang out. We didn't go home right away. We would linger around. I think it's good. It doesn't please the wives necessarily because they're left taking care of the kids and the household for a period of time. But as a football team, I do think it has a lot to do with your success. BMAC, who doesn't love, love BMAC? Um, he's got some fiery personality as well. Be sure to come at training camp. And I don't know a kicker that gets more attention in the NFL, really, outside of, what, Justin Tucker, than Brandon McManus. I mean, he is a character, a good man in the community. Um, what can you say about BMAC? I mean, maybe less helmet slamming and more making kicks uh, this year if you're a kicker <laughs> making that much money. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you Coming back to here, training camp, or excuse me, uh, yeah, training camp conversations here for the Broncos, not mini camp, but training camp. Uh, one that really interests me this year is I, I think we know who the big three are as far as the wide receiver position are. And, you know, KJ Hammer is going to be sprinkled in there somewhat, but what are, is going to be the alignment and the usage of these wide receivers? Because I think like, if you think the Peyton Manning offense and Tom Brady offense, a lot of those, you know, quick pass type of offenses, Jerry Judy in the slot would make a lot of sense, but for what Nathaniel Hackett's done for what uh, Russell Wilson's done, uh, especially with ha what Hackett wants to do with that position, that slot wide receiver has to block period end of story it has to function almost as a detached tight end and folks that's not jerry judy's game so i think judy's going to be more of the z on the outside uh not the x but kind of off the line of scrimmage who's the slot is it going to be Cortland sutton in the slot it's going to be tim patrick like what, what does that look like i'm i'm really curious to see what that looks like you're muted 
if you put a Tim Patrick in there blocking, yeah, I, I'm in. I mean, like if that's the sole, but if that's his sole purpose, I've got problems with it. Uh, you're right. They're they're so deep at the wide receiver position. And thank you so much, Dave. We really appreciate your support. Dave Glassman, again, uh, riding with us since the beginning, just like our guy, Andrew Baker. And uh, Phil, we're going to get to you. Sit tight. Um, Andrew weighing in again on uh, on the receivers. We need the chant. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry in the stadium this year when Jerry Judy gets a big play or a touchdown. And Nick, every time I get on Twitter, I'm seeing Jerry Judy, such a polished route runner. Uh, Jerry Judy was open all the time, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about any of that. I want to see production. I think that with Russell Wilson, the sky could truly be the limit with this young man. Uh, I think that he tested the hot waters just a little bit last spring and things ended up okay. Thank goodness. But I think everything's been a wake up call for Jerry Judy and what better wake up call is there than Russell Wilson Um, in terms of the formation and what are we looking at? I think you're already going to see a KJ Hamler speed type package, whether that be like Tyreek Hill on the reverses, things like that. Who knows? I hope it doesn't get too cutesy if we're being honest, um, because you don't need to try to outthink everybody. You you just need to outperform. You need to outplay. And I, I think that's the biggest weapon for Russell Wilson is he knows what successful football is. He knows short term goals ultimately help reach you those long term goals. Yeah. Absolutely, we agree. And uh, Phil McLaughlin, also, we were going to get to you. Here you are, just sending some support to Nick, Luke, and Scott, and all of MHIMHH. Thank you so much, Phil, always coming in and supporting us. Rob coming in oh, also is uh, Broncos for Breakfast coming back on Mondays. Uh, still listed in the YouTube description, but it hasn't been on lately. Yeah, we took a break there for a bit. We'll probably be back uh, about pre- when preseason's kicking off here. So uh, look for that soon. I need to sit down with Scott, and we'll talk about it at some point. But uh, I'm still enjoying my summer <laughs> break right now, getting some sleep uh, on Mondays and uh, Friday mornings. So thank you so much. Uh, we also, didn't I don't know if we said hello, aloha to Greg Smith, but he's in the house as well. Good to see you, Greg Smith. So uh, let's get back to your um the topic that you want to talk about today, the family uh, atmosphere in Denver here. Is there anything yeah. uh, more that you want to lead into that? Yeah. So um, it was announced or revealed, however you want to say, Nathaniel Hackett's promoting a family friendly environment down at UC Health Training Center, meaning that players, family, and I imagine some close friends are going to be welcome to come to practice. Um, that has kind of been the case. We're not really breaking news, if I'm being honest here on that aspect. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, it it supports what he says. And he said in his introductory press conference that this has got to be a family. Well, there's only one family that you, you're born with. And then you kind of adopt friends and work, worker, co-workers, things, if you will, into your own family elements. It's cool when both sides can mix when both sides can Mm -hmm. mingle and it doesn't always work right i'm not saying everything needs to be together all the time sometimes a little bit of separation is ultimately good for everybody but uh in the dog days of summer when it's going to be hot and i know i know it's not the two days of the past but uh i expect this to be a pretty tight training camp it's not going to be like last year where there were a million water breaks and vic fangio's just kind of putzing around and we're all kind of scratching our heads like where's the sense of urgency i think things are going to be methodical i think they're going to be on time and having the families there uh gives a guy i think another sense of pride you want to play or perform well in front of your family you're certainly not trying to be an all-star at practice or anything like that but uh it's got to ease some of the pressure for these players yeah absolutely and gavin hall coming in saying click those thumbs up uh we appreciate that i guess negative um just to put on the 
the skeptical hat here. What what could be some possible fallout uh, from this sort of family atmosphere? Is it, is it at all a distraction? Uh, is Maybe. It, you know, not really all the way in on football all the time, which I, you can't be all the time. Uh, but are there any potential pitfalls to that or things that if things kind of start to get off the reel here, be like, okay, well maybe this was an issue because of X. God forbid there was some sort of unforeseen news that like hit Sierra. Who's an all-star in her own right. And everything like that. You know what I'm? Yeah. Right. So if there was some crazy thing, which we don't really foresee happening, I suppose that would be a pretty major distraction. Um, I don't think you're going to see family members fighting or anything like that. That doesn't happen down there. The Broncos are really, really good at not only taking care of the media, but taking care of especially players' families and trying to promote that element. You're also going to have kids there, okay? Mm -hmm. And anytime there are children around, I think people generally, I say generally, execute um, and exercise some form of caution. I know that at least when I've been there the last few years, even though it's been awful, there hasn't been cursing or fighting or anything like that. So I do think it's going to be ultimately a very team-friendly environment, and that's one of the reasons why they're promoting it that way. And, I mean, what, July 30th today? The, the tickets for that free Broncos training camp are just gone. Um I don't know that there's going to be pitfalls with that, with having your family there, but you don't want guys to get too loose. You want there to be some pressure. Uh, guys are going to lose their jobs at the end of training camp, and that's just the fact of the matter, whether or not they circle back to the Denver Broncos, end up somewhere else, or are just washed out of the league entirely. Um, yeah. Those are all options. So you need to run a tight ship, but I don't want to see a lot of field days. Okay, like I would have, I would have been okay at minicamp if they would have – finished practice and did their own thing on Thursday leading into the vacation Friday. But you know what? Ultimately, if Russ was good with it, I'm good with it. Yeah. We're not hopefully not having any, uh, you know, real live or real housewives of the Denver Broncos or something like that going on, you know, a little bit of chaos on the side, some infighting. Um, but uh, I tune in no doubt about that. Give me, give me all that garbage um, if, it, if it pertains to the Broncos. But I think again, in the end, it's going to be a good thing. Uh, the Broncos, the thing I had, it's trying to have, uh, add camaraderie, like I mentioned earlier, uh, togetherness and letting these people feel like, you know, this is, this is a family atmosphere. It's everybody together. And Juan coming in saying, speaking of everybody together, love listening to the boys while I'm in LA traffic. Well, sorry yeah. about the LA traffic. Hopefully it's not a hundred degrees there, but, uh, in dry, uh, I think there's a wildfire going on somewhere in California, but, but always um, is unfortunately man and Juan I'm just envisioning you with your Broncos decal amid like Raiders fans Niners fans Chargers fans because I know it's deep and I know you're in enemy territory so thank you so much for listening man um yeah Gavin was right there with me at training camp Gavin a friend of the show came in and, and said hello and we spent a lot of training camp together just watching and talking football and he's coming in with no more Vic Fangio 20 minute water breaks the union does have rules newer rules now um that state practice can't be as hard as it was and have specific time frames on when players need breaks and water and everything like that. It's a mess, Nick, but I don't think any of that's going to matter. It mattered last year when everything was so bad that you're just judging everything. I mean, from the fake crowd noise to Drew Locke not knowing the play to, I mean, it was such a hostile environment because everything yeah. was so bad. It was just a, a, a tinderbox waiting to go off. You're not going to have that this year. I do like uh, the idea of bringing the whole team together because 
here's the thing. I don't necessarily like rookie hazing and stuff like that, right? I think it can sometimes be a little bit of a, a bad look, especially when you're making that much money. And, you know, Robert Walton and the ownership group is about that money. But then again, we are also, and I, I use we as as loosely as I can with relating to Denver Broncos or any NFL players, but uh, it's a game, right? I would say I'm fairly immature. Nick, you can be immature. That's why we have fun. Uh, sometimes these guys need to have fun and be silly and getting a Friar Tuck haircut. Does it really, you know, is it really the worst thing in the world? I don't know, but I'm curious to see. Do you think Nathaniel Hackett's going to have rookies carrying shoulder pads and helmets because i'm okay with that i'm okay with you got to earn your stripes a little bit but i'm not saying if that doesn't happen it means this this or that i mean there's obviously different levels and stuff of stuff that you can do there i'm not sure about carrying the pads around i'm i am fine with you know the rookie dinner just kind of a rite of passage Ooh, there really the rookie dinner that i think yeah. that one hurts worse than the pads you you don't want them carrying pads but you want them picking up the check I, they're making big money i think the one time rookie dinner is okay um also i i like it when the uh, the locker rooms they have to do like the rookie skit um the make the rookies go stand up those there and are good everybody do some stuff sing the college uh fight yeah. song and stuff those yeah. are good and like that's what we at least what i like on hard knocks i don't yeah. know man those are the extras that i like yeah none of the physical stuff and i think everybody does have to consent to it um it's maybe a soft consent on the pain for the big dinner for everybody i feel bad for any of the uh you know rookie offensive or defensive linemen pain for those boys yeah uh, <laughs> he, maybe he'll get stuck with the linebackers instead uh but uh, we'll see. Um, it will be interesting. We got another super coming in here. We got Greg Smith first, though, saying, come on, Luke, no Garrett and Bradley dustups on the on the yeah. uh, scrimmage. I'm good without those two fighting, but I'm OK if they do it. Also, I, just don't throw punches. All right. It's guys are going to get grouchy and there are tons of egos out there. But you're right, Greg. Now that Russell Wilson's here, we don't need any of that crap. We just let's keep them clean. Let's keep them up and let's keep them happy. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Yeah. Absolutely. That's uh, I'm all about that. Also all about Jason Bowen coming in $20 flashing orange in here. Love that orange saying just dropping in. Thanks for all your hard work, Nick, Luke, and Scott hashtag MHH. You guys keep a guy like me sane. Well, that's good to hear because we're not sane. you must be a sucking it from us. Um, at least somewhat. That's true. Uh, keep up the great work and Luke, we'll see you in a few weeks. Go Broncos. Yeah, man. Jason and I have plans, man. He's coming with his family. Uh, got to meet Jason last year. Good friend of the show. Again, be like Jason. Be cool. Come up. Hang out with us. Say hello. Let's talk football. Uh, I can't wait, man. It's going to be so cool to see how many families, how many guys and gals out there are planning to be here at training camp. And just people want to get a glimpse of Russell Wilson in that number three. People want to get a glimpse of the new head coach and see what all the buzz is about. And speaking of the buzz, the guy, the buzz, the master is here. GLP, Gary Leeds Palmer. What's up, Gary? Hope you're doing well, buddy. Thanks for tuning in saying what's up, Nick, Luke, and Scott. Go Broncos and let's ride. Uh, Doug weighing in also. Doug saying uh, Douglas Wall. Hello, Luke and Nick. I'm new to MHH. Wasn't Russell Wilson taking the guys to San Diego two weeks before training camp? Wonder if you know more about it. Douglas, 
thank you for joining MHI. You can catch all of our shows for the most part from prime time on 6 p.m. Mountain. Nick is also with Carl on Building the Broncos. You can catch Nick with Scott on Broncos for Breakfast as well. Uh, so thanks, man. Thanks for joining MHH. Now, Russell Wilson did take his teammates to his luxurious estates uh, in, in Southern California, right around those those San Diego areas and uh, had kind of a passing clinic. He did take Lloyd Cushenberry with him as well. And that happened right before OTAs and minicamp and all of those things. So Russ was asked, what are you going to do after the, the summer break, if you will? Um, he did say he was planning on organizing some things. Don't be shocked if you see Russell Wilson out there throwing dimes to receivers in the near future on social media. Yeah, and I saw he was at uh, Lake Como in uh, northern Italy there, man. Beautiful country. That's uh, got to get out there at some point. I think the Winter Olympics in 2006 were up there at uh, the Torino, so pretty beautiful. Oh, that's a throwback. You went deep. That's a deep cut, man. Yeah, yep, Torino. I got to go out there to the Dolomites. Looks pretty awesome. Um, we also got uh, Gary Leeds Palmer coming in here. Thank you so much, Gary Leeds Palmer. Says, hey, Nick, Luke, and Scott, go Broncos. Let's ride. Good to see you, Gary. Also, hope things are going well for you. Uh, Kevin's in the house saying, I'm... I'm late. We'll be back. Uh, let's ride. All right. We'll, we'll he's see he's later, saying Kevin. he's late. He's going to go back and catch up, but let's uh, ride. We appreciate everybody joining whenever you do. King Playmaker yeah. coming in. Um, here you go. Broncos should trade for Eric Kendrick. Hmm. Minnesota Vikings been a really good uh, linebacker for a number of years. Uh, Eric Kendricks out of UCLA, second round pick in, oh man. Would have been about the 2013 draft, 20, 2013, 2014. Um, I'm pulling up his contract right now. What do you what do you think, Luke? Oh, uh, what are we giving up for him, King Player? That's... Because that's the first question I have. I think it's interesting that King Playmaker is going to history because history is bound to repeat itself. I will say that with a UCLA guy and George Payton, a former Viking and George Payton. Um, I don't know what his contract looks like. It does look like he was a second round pick. Uh, from 2015, man, I would probably give up not much for him. If I'm being honest, I'd give up a fourth and that's the absolute most. Yeah. You're taking on about $9 million, uh, this year. And then, uh, he does, you'd have no, uh, cap hit for, uh, not no cap hit, but no dead cap for the next year. But, uh, he's 30 years old. And for that linebacker position, that can be a little bit, uh, concerning. I think that if you have an injury, at the linebacker spot, or if uh, Jonas Griffith is looking very concerning out there, you're not getting it. Maybe you can kind of talk about that, but I, that's something I would be more wait and see on uh, immediately. That's my first reaction, but Ken, Eric Hendricks is a good player. Uh, maybe you wait and see if uh, Deion Jones is uh, released outright by the Falcons as well. Maybe something like that first before you're looking to give up a fourth or fifth round pick when you already only have, I think five picks uh, next season in the draft. And you're going to need those with, you know, Draymond Jones, Bradley Chubb, and obviously Russell Wilson contract stuff coming up. So I don't know if I'm looking to give up those picks. That being said, at the same time, you are in a window right now where this roster is really good uh, on paper. You have Russell Wilson here as cheap as he's ever going to be uh, contract wise. Maybe you do think about something like that because you know, the iron, the, the time to strike the irons. Now it's hot. And the chiefs are also kind of in a, a down season, in my opinion, on the roster. Well, check this out. Scott's in our ear saying they save $7.5 million if they waive them, being the, they being the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so perhaps you, may for, you wait for them to possibly make a move. Uh, that's interesting. That's an interesting theory. Uh, 
I think that connections with George Payton are very, very important, and you're starting to see why. And hopefully they get an ROI, but not every UCLA Bruin, not every Minnesota Viking is going to be brought here. King Playmaker, I really like that comment, though. Um, just like my guy Gavin. Gavin's another one of those friends of the show that I got to spend time with last year, and he's going to be going into Fire Academy. Just got done with EMT Academy, and he's a former firefighter EMT. Congratulations and good luck. Have a lot of fun with those push-ups, Gavin. Um, again, come on out. Say hello at Broncos Training Camp at UC Health Training Center. It's going to be a blast. Mike S. coming at me with that tight end question. Who will be the tight end, Albert O. or Greg Dulcich? I will go on record and say it's going to be Albert O. as the starting tight end right now, but I just wonder if he can last a whole season healthy. If not, then I think you're probably going to see Greg Dulcich get that natural elevation. Yep, absolutely. I agree with you there. It'll be fun. Um, I don't think the tight end is going to be a super big part of this offense uh, overall, but uh, we'll see. And also Kevin Gray coming in and saying, hello, Scott. Thank you, Kevin, for saying hello to Scott in the background. He's waving to you. I can, uh, can lean into that one. And we have Gavin well, saying it's going to be Albert Okoibnam. Oh, well, and Scott, I got a kind of a, a question and maybe, uh, you know, you could weigh in on the, on the private line and Nick, you can answer too, because you boys do some Atlanta Falcons work on one of our sister channels. You could catch Nick and Scott, get at them on Twitter at Scout Kennedy at Nick Kendall MHH. Arthur Smith is a head coach. What kind of read do you get on him? Is he team? Is he player friendly? Is he trying to rule with an iron fist? Uh, um, I, I ask because I truly don't know. Um, it, it's, you know, I'm being so enriched in Broncos country and everything and trying to look at this division. Right? I'm wondering if Josh McDaniels is going to be the power hungry little guy that he was here. Uh, you know what you've got in the Chargers, a good coach in Brandon Staley. And then Andy Reid obviously has got a Super Bowl. So when I look at Arthur Smith for the Falcons, I kind of wonder. Um, what are your thoughts, Nick? I think Arthur Smith is a good coach. I think he's a player's coach. Uh, he has a very poor roster this season, uh, unfortunately. And I can say that on here without, you know, Falcons fans getting mad at me on the forging the Falcons, but probably a bottom <laughs> five roster this season. And uh, they're definitely a rebuilding team, but he seems like to be a very good player's coach. And I'm curious to see what he can do. I hope for, I hope even no matter what the record is this season, unless he loses like, you know, institutional control in the locker room that they keep him, keep him around despite uh, what the record is likely at the end of the year. Speaking of other coaches, and I love to take shots at Josh McDaniels, who doesn't, um, do you think he's truly going to change his approach in terms of the ego, in terms of the yelling, the screaming, or is that posturing? Because you like to give another guy another shot, I suppose, but after the indie thing where he kind of left everybody high and dry, I've got no love for the guy. And I would say that was kind of his second chance, but I'm curious, what are your thoughts on, on Josh McDaniels 2.0? <laughs> It'll probably be better. Um, just learning stuff as a coach, but it's a tough situation to be in. I don't think that the ownership there is uh, very good. And I know that they just hired uh, somebody to come in and be the team president. Uh, after all the resignation uh, resignations there. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. It just does not seem like a very stable environment. And again, the Raiders are a team that they traded and paid a big money for a 30 year old wide receiver. Historically, that doesn't tend to work out very good long-term uh, even as good as Devonte Adams is and 30 plus year old, excuse me. And also they have the worst offensive line, the worst quarterback and the worst back seven in the division. I think that even unless he's, you know, a top 10, top five quarterback, again, it's the NFL. It's about the talent you have on your roster more so than what the coaches are. So uh, I think that's, even if he is a little bit better this year, it's, it's a tough situation uh, for him to succeed. 
I do too. That's a really, I was surprised he landed there. Um, I was in Vegas when the news was announced uh, for the Shrine game and just kind of shaking my head, wondering how did that happen? But okay. Um, Andrew Baker coming in again with another good question here and some more support. Appreciate that, Andrew. The AFC West is very tough, but rank your top five AFC teams. All right, let's do this and let's leave the AFC West for last, right? Let's start with the AFC East. I, Buffalo Bills, hands down for me, taking that that division. You good with that? Yeah, it, for sure. I think maybe, I mean, again, it's the injury stuff. Like if Josh Allen goes down for a bit, maybe Miami has enough going on around them. You could see something happen. But the Bills are, I think, the easiest pick of any division in the AFC. What about my guy, Zach Wilson, in the Jets? He's red hot right now. Do they get a couple more wins? Or uh, I mean, obviously, I just wanted to bring up Zach Wilson. No, you're right. Uh, without injury, I mean, the Bills kind of dominate that division. And then we go to the AFC North, and I'm talking about your guy, Uncle Joey. Joey Burrow is the real deal with the Cincinnati Bengals, but the AFC North is always such a pain in the tail. Do not mm -hmm. forget about Lamar Jackson and the yeah. Baltimore Ravens. That's a tough one for me, man. When you look at that division, uh, the Steelers, eh, okay, the Browns, you know what's happening with them. But yeah. the Bengals and the Ravens, I think they're going to be at each other's throats. It's going to be very, very close, but I've got the Bengals. Uh, yeah, Bengals for sure. And he said top five teams in the whole AFC. Yeah. Uh, the division so, division. so I thought I would just go ahead and yeah. knock a couple off the division. So if we say, <laughs> look, it's going to be the Bills, the Bengals, the Titans. and Nope, not the Titans. No, who you Colts. got? Colts for sure. Upgraded the quarterback position tremendously. They have the best offensive line in the division. I think they got a good defense. Uh, Matt Ryan's very underrated overall, and he actually has a competent offensive line for the first time since the Falcon Super Bowl run. I think the Titans are due for regression this season. Uh, they got rid of AJ Brown. I, I'm definitely in on the Colts in the AFC South uh, for that division. The Colts aren't in on the Colts. They never are. It's got to be the. Man, I hear, I hear what you're saying though, because. I'm not in love with Ryan Tannehill. I'm not married to that idea. Derrick Henry has got so much tread on, or not that much tread left on those tires. So I do wonder, Vrabel, though, man, that, our guy, he's the reigning, he's head, reigning coach of the year, if you will. He's so good. So maybe that's a real new, true measure of how good his coaching skills are. Maybe we're seeing it with Tannehill and the team already. But that AFC West, it's, it's so loaded. I had um, one of my in-laws tell me, this past week that they didn't think Justin Herbert was the real deal. And I thought about you and wanted to call you instantly. Cause I was thinking, dude, what are you talking about? Justin Herbert's not the real deal. I know that we love to say that the chargers choke. I know that the Spano family is in disarray with ownership. I know that they play at the, so they used to play at the soccer stadium. They split a stadium. I get it. Justin Herbert, man, he scares the hell out of me, Nick. He really yeah. does. And we haven't, we haven't seen him peak yet. Yeah, he's uh he's incredible. I I am fine with the opinion that if you don't want to crown him yet, you want to see three years first in the league. Uh, that's okay. But I mean, he's done it pretty well. I mean, that first year, people thought uh, the Broncos' offensive line was not good for Drew Locke the last few years. That rookie season, <laughs> the year that Justin Horrible. Herbert broke the all-time quarterback passing record uh, for a rookie, was one of the worst offensive lines I've seen in the last five years. Hor horrifically terrible. And They've he stayed healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and he, again, broke the rookie passing record in like 13 games or something also a short time. So um, he's been red hot. I think the, the fastest quarterback ever to the uh, passing yards that he's reached as far as age and uh, games accumulated. 
So if you want to say, you know, you want to see one more year of him being great, that's fine. Uh, before you crown him, people were saying that after, you know, Patrick Mahomes' MVP second season. Heck, you could have said that about uh, Lamar Jackson after winning MVP and kind of fallen off a tad since then. But uh, he's still really good. So top five in the AFC for me. I'm going to give the Broncos in there, uh, Chargers, Chiefs, Bills, and the Bengals. Honorable mention to the Colts and the Ravens, but I, I think that you got to list those other teams first. Yeah, man, the Bills scare the hell out of me. Um, I'll be curious to see if Philip Lindsay makes the team in Indianapolis. I really will. Um, I wish him luck, don't get me wrong, yeah, but I thought that sure. was an interesting pickup for the Colts. Albert Knopper's coming in with a hello and some support. Thank you so much, Albert. Thank you for joining Nick Scott and I on MHI. Guys, you can catch all of us here on these airwaves at 6 p.m. Mountain every Wednesday night on prime time. You can also catch uh, Nick on Tuesday night with Carl on building the Broncos and then Scott and Nick together on uh, Broncos for breakfast. Scott, I seen you being super busy on huddle up, man. So you can catch any one of us at any time on any of the other pods. Please be sure to get at the Dove Valley deep divers, those huddle up boys, um, the Broncos book club beckoning the Broncos legends of mile high. We have got so much going on with mile high huddle right now. And please head on over to the mothership at mile high huddle on Twitter, milehighhuddle.com as well. If you'd like to reach out to Nick, that's at Nick Kendall, MHH yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Now Albert's firing away saying, I predict that one of the teams of the AFC West will be in the Super Bowl this year. And I think that would be a very fair prediction for me, though. If I'm going to pick two teams, it's going to either be the Broncos or the Chiefs. All that posturing about Herbert aside, it's going to be the Chiefs or the Broncos. In the AFC West winning it right now. I'll put the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. It's either going to be one or the other. Now, remember that we've said ad nauseum, the Broncos could go three and three, split the division, still lose the division and make it in. Um, They could also win the division at three and three also. So if we're talking about a potential Super Bowl team from the AFC West, it's not going to be the Raiders, not with Josh McDaniels in the first year and Derek Carr and a trash offensive line. It's I don't think it's going to be the Chargers. I still think there's so many pieces away. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it all comes together. They have a lot of moving parts. I think that if you're talking AFC West, you have to, you know, knock off King of the Hill, uh, before you can do anything else. So chiefs, number one, then I think it's a two a and a two B situation with the Broncos and the chargers, whichever team stays the healthiest is the one that'll come out on top. In my opinion, we just don't know that until it plays out, but I think that's neck and neck. And then the Raiders distant fourth, but I think the AFC team, if you're betting on anybody buy your stock in the bills, I think they have the easiest path. They probably have the easiest division, probably the most complete team. And they have a quarterback who, when he's at his peak, no other player come touches him. In my opinion, at, at his peak, I think Mahomes is probably better week to week, game to game, but Josh Allen going juggernaut, you know, nuclear as they say, going nuclear is a, untouchable and no, no player can do what he does as a, as an offensive weapon. So uh, th- that's the team I'd be betting on the AFC, but Broncos got a puncher's chance. It's not it's just PS. Um, the offensive line is going to have to elevate themselves from like mediocre to a B B plus level. We'll see if that happens in the defensive front. A lot of questions there. Uh, how good is that defensive line and the edge rusher is going to be a lot of solid guys, but especially on the defensive line, you need difference makers. You need guys who can win uh, matchup breakers, essentially, on that unit where, you know, like we saw it in the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald, go make a play. Von, Von Miller in the Super Bowl, go make a play. Do the Broncos have that guy up front? I, I don't know. They have some good mm. guys. Do they have great? Yeah, you want that killer instinct, right? You want that that TJ Watt, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get there. Von Miller, Derek Wolf, those absolute dogs. You got some pretty tough guys, some pretty bamf dudes, if you know what I mean. But do you have the killer? 
you and Carl and everybody else have bought the Draymond Jones Kool-Aid for a long time. And I he's could good. envision him being a killer. I could. I could. I really could. I think he's on the edge. And I would love to see him take that next step because, man, I think he's got the attitude. And I think you need that. I think some people yeah. see that as arrogance. And look, you got to have a certain arrogance if you're playing on the defensive line or in the NFL yeah. in general. You got to have belief in yourself if you're constantly down on yourself and constantly negative you're going to get negative results so um when he gets up there to the podium and he's he's got a little bit of character uh i really don't mind it so much nick but i could see him being that killer threat um bursting onto the scene but can he do it consistently that would be great absolutely great but the pass rushers man we've talked about that at nauseum that worries me bradley chubb are you gonna all of a sudden become a killer as a guy that's been frustrated in the rehab room, been just cultivating this nightmare of a pass rusher. How cool would that be? At the end of those conversations, Bradley Chubb is back. He's sacking the quarterback. Maybe it's time we look at an extension. I would love to have all of those because you're exactly right, Nick. The defense needs a killer. Yeah, especially on the defense. I think they do have a killer in the back end of Patrick Sertan, but you need a a pass rush dynamo, you know, one of those like top 10 level players. And typically those guys are more edge rushers than interior defensive linemen. But first Albert Knopper is coming yeah. in saying, has it ever happened that all teams of one division made the playoffs? Uh, no, it hasn't. And he says, uh, imagine all four of the AFC West teams in the playoffs, probably not going to happen, um, but uh, would be pretty fun. Uh, let's just hope that three teams get in. Cause if three get in, I'm feeling pretty good about the Broncos chances. Yeah. I wish we were the NFC East, right? Albert. So that way everybody can get in. Now that's always just, garbage and i'm using that word very very literally um no it's it's interesting maybe the afc west i mean we saw that the chargers and the raiders go down to the wire we see weird seasons we see a lot of ties nick we've seen more ties now than i can ever remember in my lifetime uh it doesn't it feel like the number of draws slash ties is going up every season i yeah one maybe maybe one a year i would say is a significant increase yeah they, like the maybe. last five years like within that stretch like i just feel like you're seeing so many so many draws then now we're seeing these bizarre games where people are locked on to cleveland las vegas and the chargers all at once you've got all these different weird scenarios it's almost nba-esque in that fact um or in that aspect it's i don't know it's just weird but Jay, our Jay, our guy Jay Kozad coming in saying Bradley Chubb has to have a Garrett Bowles fifth year, and that would be fantastic. Jay, would be it be a bad or a good problem for the Broncos? What do we do about his uh, contract, his free agency? But uh, hopefully that happens. Um, we got Mike S coming in saying great show, love the topics and discussion. We love you coming in and uh, supporting us. Mike S, we appreciate it. Also, Phil saying ride. Thank you, Phil. We love you. Dale coming in saying great show, Nick, Luke, Scott, and Dylan. As always, thank you guys for the fantastic discussions, Broncos country. It's fun having these discussions. We appreciate it. We like you guys uh, enjoying these more abstract uh, conversations this time of year, but we're going to have a little bit more concrete stuff coming up here with uh, real football coming down the tracks here for Broncos country and real news uh, to discuss and break down. So it'll be a lot of fun. We appreciate you guys hanging out and uh, hanging around with us getting through this uh, off season now and the, the fun part of the summer, you know, a little bit more low key. Yeah, man, we're almost there this dead period is almost done. We're all trying to get in our last minute trips, our last minute things with our family. So bear with us as we go through uh, some of these last minute changes, if you will. 
but it's an exciting time of the year. It really is. I mean, it's cool to know that people are really making plans for not only training camp and for the summer, but people are going to be barbecuing again. People are going to be, families are going to gather on their couch again. Um, Nick, I'm ridiculous. I've got a TV in the garage for the neighbors to watch football on if I'm watering the yard or whatever. Something's always on. And now people are, are going to be able to share that experience again. And you're going to have children growing up with throwing a football with a number three Russell Wilson jersey on. That is super cool to talk about. It's super cool to see. And I guess if I could pick a favorite part of being at training camp, that's what it would be. It would be seeing the kids running around there with that magic twinkle in their eye, little boys, little girls. My kiddo will be there with me a couple of days. I encourage everybody to bring their kid down. If they can stand the heat, um, it's going to be really hot. Bring that sunscreen and everything. But the Broncos really roll out the red carpet for the fans, for the media. Cheerleaders will be there. Miles the mascot will be there. It's so cool to see families embrace and continue to pass the tradition on that is professional football nick i absolutely love it yeah absolutely well guys uh, we're gonna get on out here oh gary coming in first saying my stars messed up i hope this goes through gary Will thank be. you so much we appreciate you and uh we're gonna get on out of here so we thank you guys so much uh, we appreciate you joining us on this wednesday night uh, make sure you guys are following luke and i on twitter luke is at luke patterson lp and i'm at nick kendall mhh also make sure you're following us at mhi underscore pod as well as at mile high huddle over on twitter don't miss any of the content the shows it's all on there if you're following those accounts uh, make sure you're checking out the, the store at huddleuppod.com. I got the uh, other hats up there in the background, and I'm wearing the Mile High Insider hat right now, so that's great, a lot of fun. Love the uh, Colorado logo on it as well. Uh, make sure you're joining our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And, of course, like, subscribe, share, hit that bell notification for the alerts on YouTube so that way you guys know when we go live. Uh, Luke, what's the rest of your day looking like? Shutting it down, man. I'm shutting it down. I've been eating clean and working out and I'm exhausted, man. When you do all that stuff that you should for your body, it, you also need sleep. I'm learning that. So I'm going to shut it down for the night, man. My lovely wife is cooking a healthy dinner as we speak. And then volleyball is my life now, man. I'm, I've got a little nine-year-old volleyball player. So hopefully bump the ball around with her. Uh, I, I encourage everybody spend as much time outside as you can. Right, Nick? I know you're a big, yeah. big um, believer in that. And uh, there's a certain therapy that goes on with nature, right? Yep. Absolutely. You know, kind of just put away the electronics for a bit and uh, get outside and just, you know, vibe, vibe with nature for a bit. Uh, be outside, be with your family, be with your friends. It's a good time. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining in today. Dylan coming in saying great conversation as always, everyone. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out a little bit goes a long way. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, make sure you're tuning in. We'll be live again tomorrow morning, and then it's back to the huddle up guys tomorrow night. Uh, but until then, you guys choose kindness and choose compassion. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.